Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Hi, welcome to the Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi podcast. My name is Carol Oyola and I serve at Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. I do hope you and your family are keeping safe and keeping healthy during this season. Um, it can really bog you down, but I encourage you to trust in the Lord because he is still in control. Now, this month of May, we will be focusing on motherhood, and that's why our series for this month is called Mama. And it's Mama in different languages. Last week, we looked, uh, we spoke to Sheila Tele, who is the co-founder of Waiting Wombs Trust and also the founder of Hannah's Heart, um, an incredible lady who is sharing her story of um, battling with infertility and is hoping to be an encouragement to many. And we thank you so much for your feedback um, and encouragement and prayers. We did pass the same on to Sheila and she's really appreciative. And if any of you uh, is battling infertility or is waiting on God for a gift of a child, um, or you do know somebody, um, please go to the Waiting Wombs Trust. They are on Facebook, and you can connect with her um, through that. Um, this week, we will be speaking to Leah Wanjiko Gitao. Now, Leah is a minister. Um, she is a gospel artist, and she's also a mother of one. And she will be sharing her story, but also speaking to us on this amazing Mother's Day. Oh, by the way, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Clearly, I'm a mother and it didn't hit me, but happy Mother's Day. Um, but she will be giving us her story as well as telling us how to trust God in motherhood. So I do hope you enjoy it and are encouraged by it. Um, so listen. In. Welcome to the Motherhood Series. My name is Leah Gitao. I am a wife and a mother to a three-year-old girl. As a continuation to this series, I will be discussing the topic of trusting God in motherhood. I will use three aspects of the journey to describe this, namely conception, pregnancy, and parenting. So with each aspect, I will try to share my story, hoping that this is going to be a testimony and will somehow impact your life one way or another. So on my conception story, um, I'll give you a brief, brief history of how it all started. So I got married in 2012. And then we had decided and we had even planned with my husband, talked about it even in, during the premarital classes. We knew that once we get to three years of marriage, then we start the conceiving process. Because, you know, you know we're just giving ourselves time to enjoy the marriage. And it's three years, that's our timeline. So we thought by the fourth year, we'll actually have a baby. That was in the plan. Because you have to understand that the way we are cultured is conception for us seems like a very automatic process. That once you get married, the next thing is you just get a baby, you know. And so when we, start, when we started uh, trying out, I knew that this is going to take us at least three at most three or five months, you know? And so we began the conception process. One month down, two months down, three months, you know? And then alas, it was a year, you know? And so 
we started become a, a, becoming a bit worried, you know. And so we checked online and found out that once you get to one year, then there's reason to worry. And there's reason to you, for you to actually go to the doctors. And so we did. We went to the doctors and she recommended we do some tests. So we didn't do those tests because one, they were expensive. Two, it's another thing to try and conceive and not having results, like not having any outcome. But then again, it's another thing trying to conceive <laughs> while knowing that you cannot conceive. So we do not want that reality of the tests. You know, like once the results come out and they actually confirm that one of you um, is unable to make the conception happen in one or another. So how do, I, how do we again face that reality? And so we didn't do those tests. Then a year, eight months down the line, I randomly just took a test. By this time, please note that I had become weary and tired of doing those tests. Because every single time I did the test, it was just disappointment after disappointment. You know, the heartbreak of actually getting a negative test. The heartbreak of actually seeing your period, you know. The heartbreak of just, you keep testing, you know. You even go and, and research about other pregnancy tests, you know, different types of pregnancy tests. You even start doubting that probably the problem is this particular test. One time when you get a late period, then you start becoming nervous and anxious and excited all of a sudden, then only to get your period after three to four days, you know. So the disappointments, the disappointments were too many. And so by this time, I had become tired of testing. But anyway, I just said, let me just give it a shot. Let me just, let me try. So I did. And it came back positive. We were excited. Excited, you know. Because having waited for a year and eight months, we were extremely, extremely excited. Like I could even see the glow in my husband's eyes when I told him, you know what, it's actually positive. And we confirmed it. We did one test, second test, third test. And then we went in for a blood test as well, which confirmed that I was. Then we rushed to the gyna, you know, so that they can also confirm through a scan and all that. That was still also confirmed. Okay. So two weeks into the pregnancy, we go back for a... Another check, another checkup, you know, because she told us to come back. So we did. And then she scans my uterus. And then she has this worried face. And so she tells us, you, you need to just um, get a second opinion on the scan. Because I think mine doesn't seem to somehow... And we're like, okay, fine. Uh, that's not a problem. We did. And once we took the second scan, they were very outright with, uh, with us and they told us, you know what, this is a blighted ovum. And what it means is it is not going to pro progress. And that meant a miscarriage. <laughs> and let me tell you, <laughs> we were broken to the core because here it is. One, we were waiting and then we get the, we get the, confirmation you know we were waiting and now all of a sudden we were pregnant and we were happy and then all of a sudden we were crushed you know so we were moved immediately from the from the worry of we can we we used to think we cannot conceive right and then now we know that we can conceive 
and then there's another fear factor in you know that we can't even sustain a pregnancy and so as well it progressed as well and i and i actually did miscarry so now i actually hope that we're in the same page now like you understand that i was trusting god for a baby i waited for a year and eight months and we were pregnant so it was possible so i trusted god in that process and it was possible and then now comes another challenge i have miscarried you know and now i have to begin another process of trusting god that i can actually sustain a pregnancy you know and so i remember even um, my faith was very strong at the time and i told my husband that it is well you know what that this for us means that the lord has answered our prayer that as much as the prayer was not that we have that baby at that time it is still an answered prayer because the prayer answered meant the lord was just the lord was just trying to tell us that you know what you guys it's possible you just need to wait eh it yani ikitu inawezekana ningojeni to just in my time i will do it you know and that's exactly how i chose to interpret that miscarriage you know like i i was happy that the fact that you know what say inawezekana you understand because now i had already waited sasa ni kwetu mefrai you know what inawezekana okay so that was one year eight months then um it was around i remember it was around uh, february and then around july i again find out that i am pregnant of course i am excited but not but not as excited as the first time you will understand why you know because Yes, you're now excited. But again, you are also anxious will this actually make it to term? And so I I I I was lucky to get a guy who was also very strong in his faith and he spoke a word of faith immediately. He found out and he told me, "Don't you worry. This one is going to make it to term." And those are the words that kept me going, you know. And so it kept my faith strong. You know that I had many incidences where I would I would have felt where I would have felt that I, do, I, I, I you know I can no longer trust because I already have a scenario of one that didn't happen. So I have all the facts and bases, you know, and things to make me worry. But you know, I just got that strength from that guy. Now, you know, he kept telling me, "Do not worry, do not worry, keep your thoughts positive," and I did. And so the journey of pregnancy. Now I have got to the second aspect. conception taught me that you need to that trusting god means trusting his timing you know when god when god decides that it's a yes it's a no it's a wait then you need to trust his his timing you understand if he says that you're not going to get it in the next 4 years the next 5 years he's the one who decides he's the one who has that overall purpose for that baby so and he's the maker so where do i actually come in and namshuku understand so in this aspect it's trusting god's timing in your waiting it is still believing in your waiting it is still being strong in that waiting room you understand and so it's not easy because for me it was 2 years for the next person to be 11 years or even 13 years or 14 years the longer it takes the longer your faith needs to be because I only took two years but I was crushed like I, I can only imagine what I went through in two years and I can imagine someone else has to go through that in five years in seven years 
you do understand right but in that space there's something the lord wants to do in you and i would want you to know that you are still complete you are complete as long as you're in god you are complete and anything he wants to do with your life is under his will and that is exactly where trust comes in you know trusting god whatever he chooses to do na itendeke okay so we get we become pregnant and i get to the second aspect of trusting god in pregnancy here's the thing about pregnancy you don't necessarily know how your pregnancy is going to progress like you don't know what's happening inside your womb you only have to trust that the baby is growing as they should you only do the best you can in terms of having your nutrition right having your rest you know keeping your body at at ease and lack of unnecessary pressure but how the baby progresses and how the baby grows in your womb is not determined by anything you do and so the lord more or less molds the baby inside your womb the baby grows because ni mungu anamchunga understand and so pregnancy teaches you again to trust nona because this is something you cannot control how the baby develops and how the baby progresses from one trimester to the next trimester every single step has its own worry you can decide worry utawari but it also teaches you that you need to trust that mtu anaendelea sawa like i cannot feel i cannot feel anything i cannot you can only see them through the scans but not so much like okay you can only see the images and the doctor will probably tell you oh these are the limbs these are the hands these are the what but after you you know you don't know so even in the pregnancy you trust that the baby is going to be okay full term you know when you're going into labor you trust that you'll come out of that labor successfully when you enter the theater room some of us actually went to theater you trust that when you come out of that theater that you are going to come out strong and healthy and that your baby is going to be healthy as well so there's a lot of trust processes that god alinonesha through this process of motherhood this e process ya conceive na ku you know and being pregnant because i'm that kind of person who likes just being in control and so when motherhood came to me ilinonesha yenyewe lea haujui you do not know you do not know <laughs> and so when i gave birth as well I had done my research in terms of how to raise a baby but shock on me the first time i saw my baby i was clueless like i felt this is overwhelming for me it is really really overwhelming for me i didn't know exactly what to do i didn't know sju mara breastfeeding i felt like i was really really overwhelmed you know and i didn't know will the baby make it to even one year because there's a lot of um deaths that happen za watoto when especially like wachanga and so i didn't know i didn't know and so in all these processes unajifunza ku trust god kwa sababu there's nothing you can control there's really nothing you can control when it comes to your pregnancy to how the child grows you know you as i said there's only so much you can do trying to create a, a very hygienic environment for your baby um breastfeeding them when they cry yeah, you you can do the best you can but you, the greater percentage lies in the hand of the lord and so this is the truths that i had to learn in motherhood you know and and that's and that's the journey for me you know and that's how motherhood for me has been real that's how motherhood has, has actually immediately karibu na yesu because now 
I realize that kuna vitu mingi sana siwezi control especially when it comes to um, things to do with motherhood because God first chooses decides that it's a mother's gift ni wendo atakupatia at this particular time you know you yours just to be there and receive it right then you get to the pregnancy process he decides how the baby is going to grow he decides the gender trust me there are many gender apps that will tell you you can only do the best you can but the gender i've also heard of people who follow those gender apps and did exactly what the gender apps say but that i could okay hivyo you know so god don't decide gender god don't decide and it's a very peaceful place to be when you just allow understand that is even to the god and a control you become very peaceful you stop fighting it you stop wanting to control it because you understand there's a superior power that how control each and everything you understand so that's a place where for me i feel that trusting god in motherhood has actually come in it made me trust more yeah because as a single person and as mimi kama lea the many things that i i controlled you know like even when it comes to my own wedding the date of the wedding yeah and the many things that i chose the fact like ni mimi ndo niko na hiyo control but motherhood showed me eh madam some humility is necessary yeah i have not given you my story when it comes to what happened in my the conception process and um how i carried the pregnancy and my faith journey in carrying that pregnancy now the baby has come now nishan toka theater tuko sawa tutako sawa i did mention that i was clueless and so we go home and i'm still clueless because here's the thing motherhood does not come with any manual you will check online and see the things uh, like what you need to do in terms of if you want to beat the baby if you want to bump the baby how to breastfeed those things you can learn online but there's something about mother's instinct that you cannot learn right like the things i used that used to happen and and i would automatically like najua najua hii hii kunaenda hivi but i can't tell you that sisi kwamba nilisoma mahali but i used to i remember I just used to pray a lot like when i felt my baby halali mimi huyo maombi maombi you know nikisikia tu hii inanisumbua I, i i used to pray about it because i strongly believe god anajua like i understand anajua anajua huyu nini namsumbua kumbuka mtoto hazungumzi huh? hazungumzi you're dealing with a baby who is not talking and the only method of communicating is through crying if it's a diaper change it's crying if it is hunger they cry if it is feeling cold they cry like every single thing that troubles them they communicate via crying wajamanini surely i am not god to know that when this baby cries it is this and this the only thing i can do is start the elimination process One, the diaper is dry two ameshiba three nimembap four yani every single time the baby cries you start eliminating things and so me i decided me you know what me i will pray me nitaomba i know it sounded very 
religious for me to do it but i prayed like when of kamali it's overwhelming umtoto halali i don't understand mbona analia this much you know and i will pray and i will ask god please show me show me uniwe ulimleta so tell me nionyeshe nijue i don't know if those prayers zilikuwa nipatia like outright answers but what they used to do is they used to give me a level of amani you know like i had an outlet i had someone i could talk to i could talk to god i could have that peace that you know what mimi shakwambia the rest sasa wewe ni sort and that is trust you know it is releasing every form of control that you thought you had and you releasing it to god and that's exactly what i did and so as the baby grows again with every growth comes a different challenge and remember there is no manual for this as i said there are many things you will read a lot of things you will be advised of a lot of things but you also get to learn that your baby is different and it probably have taken up a personality that is a mixture of you and your husband and they it makes it unique you know that they're unique to other babies as well and so how do you actually make it through that journey you know you need to trust you need to let it go and so vitu zingine unaachilia you know like god me nimekuachilia hiyo process nimeiachilia aya sasa ndelea na kwa mkubwa remember ya mama to a toddler 3 year old hapa tuko kwa tantrums do you understand tantrums is another way of communication kitambo they used to communicate via crying now they are older they have learned to have an opinion and so how do they communicate to you they through a tantrum right sasa <laughs> throwing a tantrum how are meant to tell exactly what they want how ungei anathrutu tantrum understand and so i have learned a lot through this whole tantrum process again because i've picked a lesson from it i see my daughter throwing a tantrum over something that najoita muumiza like anathrutu tantrum because i'm trying to take a knife from her and she throws a serious tantrum she wants that knife regardless and so that teaches me a lesson as well like i always look at and wonder am i like this to god like are there situations where god wants me to do something am i the lord knows that this thing is harmful to me but i keep insisting and throwing a tantrum and the least i can just do ni kumtrust to and i give back the knife i don't know if we're on the same page on this so i have learned a lot just by looking at my daughter's growth and understanding that anyway I Eve ate that fruit Adam and Eve ate that fruit because now she be, she's becoming older she's having an opinion and in that opinion she has still not learned what is right and what is wrong and so in that opinion she can be sometimes there's some level of um castabonis kidogo kanakuja just creeps in as i said mitunda lililo the fruit that the forbidden fruit starts coming alive you start seeing it you know and so me i look at hand i'm thinking what lessons can i pick and i see how some things are very simple look at the way your child is they they don't worry they don't worry what they will eat they don't worry where they will sleep them they know when they wake up they will find breakfast they don't know where it's coming from they don't know where they'll have their lunch they don't know where it's coming from but they trust that they will find it there 
they are carefree. They do not worry a single day where they get these things from. And I think that's a level of trust the Lord wants us to get to. Where we we jishugulisha na vitu za Mungu. The rest he will sort it out. Even he says it in his word Matthew, Matthew 6. That do not worry about what you shall eat or or what clothes you will wear or whether you'll have a roof over your head. He knows that we need these things and that's the level of trust he wants us to get to. And motherhood has showed me that even in providence that I need to trust God. Even in the matter of protection that he will protect my child, that he will protect my family, I need to trust him. You know? And in summary, allow me to celebrate with all the mothers, all the mothers in waiting, all the mothers who've lost their young ones and all the mothers who've had a miscarriage. That the Lord has allowed us to partake of this process of trusting him in the conception process, trusting him in pregnancy and trusting him in parenting. It is indeed a gift to partake of all this process. And here's to wishing you all a happy Mother's Day.